Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. We have hit the halfway point for season three of Enneagram and Coffee, which means two things. One, it is time for me to take a bit of a break. And two, after podcasting for two and a half years, and one and a half years of that being five days a week, the feed here is long and there's a lot of content that you probably haven't even seen yet. So the solution to both of those problems is to re-upload some of my favorite episodes for the month of June. This month we're focusing on educational episodes, things to lay the groundwork of Enneagram knowledge so that we are all on the same page moving forward. Thank you in advance for understanding and I cannot wait to create more content for you so soon. Hello friends, happy Tuesday. Today we are discussing levels of health for type one, but first today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that we started sharing poems for each type on Instagram this week. This is something that I've been wanting to do, but kind of stalling on for quite a while. And um, I'm really excited. It seems like well-received and it's something that I feel like I have infinite energy for. So I'm looking forward to more of this. My thorn today is that, oh, you guys, I am tired. Um, You know, we're coming up on, I think this is about week four of just like intense work weeks for me. And it's getting to me. It's, It's here. Last year on the summit and the year before, both years, I lost my voice by the time the summit went live because I'm doing so many interviews that like the like the two weeks prior to the summit going live and then on the summit live I'm doing 3 p.m Facebook live chats and then you know we're of course we're recording a podcast every day and so I'm just using my voice a lot more than normal and again the last few years I've lost my voice and this year I thought I'm not that's not gonna happen I'm not gonna lose my voice and y'all it's here I can feel it um I'm gonna try and like get some lozenges drink some tea tell my husband not to take it personally if I don't speak for a few days but we'll we're just gonna take care of ourselves and then we'll we'll be over soon and it's all just such good it's a good reason to lose your voice you know what I mean like it's for a good it's it's good for me feels right. My bud is that I'm recording this before my first Facebook Live with the summit attendees, and I'm really excited to just get to hang out with them. I know some of you all are in the, like some of the podcast listeners are there in the Facebook group already, so it's just a chance for me to get to meet you and hang out with you. Every year I feel like I meet new people. I've made friends in this Facebook group in the last two years, so I'm just really looking forward to it. Okay, now let's talk about levels of health for type one. If you haven't already listened to the type one breakdown episode and you're new to the Enneagram, you may want to check that out before joining for this one because it's going to offer you context that's really needed for this conversation. 
And the same goes for the introduction to the levels of health episode that went live on Monday the 24th. It's also going to lay a foundation for the episode that we're having today. Now, in each of these individual levels of health episodes that we're recording, we're going to discuss the varying levels of health for each Enneagram type from the lowest all the way to the highest, and we will end the episode with a specific call to action or a challenge, if you will. As one of my favorite teachers, Peter O'Hanrahan says, the Enneagram is a map and it works best when paired with a method. So I'm just going to offer a potential method to use kind of on your journey of growth. So these levels will give you an introduction to what growth looks like for you, but it doesn't tell you how to get there. And hopefully that call to action or that little challenge will be a step in your, your process. And finally, this is all based on the work by Riso and Hudson. So if you want to go deeper and get your information straight from the source, you might want to check out their book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram. All right, let's really get into it. The interesting thing about levels of health is that because the Enneagram is what we thought we had to be our entire lives, what looks healthy for us actually could look like the opposite of what we thought it should be. So as you hear your types levels from unhealthy to healthy, you may think that it feels like the opposite of growth. These lower levels are, are pretty obvious, but in the average to the, the healthier, it feels a little bit like moving away from what you've been focused on your entire life. But when we think of health from the Enneagram perspective, it's about releasing the need to earn your place, owning that you are worthy as you are and embracing all nine perspectives. And according to Riso and Hudson, it's about how close you can get to being in the present moment. So for type ones who've spent a large portion of their lives focused on being good, doing the right thing, constantly improving and looking for how things could be better, you can imagine where this may be going. So let's first dialogue around the lower levels of health, starting with level nine, which is pathological destructiveness. And like, this is like full on dark levels here. Like this is like the deepest, darkest piece of what we could possibly be if left unt untamed or untended to, um, all the way through level seven, which is the level of violation. So at level nine, you may find that ones condemn others and may be cruel toward quote-unquote wrongdoers. They may struggle with severe depression brought on by their fear that they are doing the very things that they can't tolerate in others. They may experience nervous breakdowns, depressive episodes, and even suicidal ideation. Now at level eight, trapped or behavior can begin to emerge, meaning that the one publicly condemns behaviors that act out, that they act out in private. They become obsessed with the part of themselves that they are trying to control, leading them to act out of this place. So meaning they become so obsessed with what they feel like they shouldn't be that they become compulsively engaged in those behaviors. So they may feel out of control of themselves and compulsively participate in behaviors that they publicly reject. They may be even more condemning of others while hypocritically doing the same things they condemn. Now at level seven, ones can be self-righteous, intolerant, and inflexible. They can look at the world in black and white, right and wrong, with the idea that they alone know it's true. They can be increasingly judgmental while rationalizing their own actions. They may fear that their ideals are actually wrong, so they become less open to criticism and seek justification for their behavior. Okay, so now we go from those like unhealthy levels into the average levels. This is where most of us start when we find the Enneagram, somewhere between levels four and six, level six being the level of overcompensation and four being the level of imbalance and social role. 
Now at level six, our one might fear that others will mess up the order and balance that they have achieved. They may never be satisfied with anyone else's attempts to do things the right way. And they may find themselves angry that others do not take their ideals seriously. They may reproach or correct others for not living up to their standards. They may be perfectionistic and opinionated while being heavily critical of themselves and others. Then at level five, one's fear making a mistake and worry that others will condemn them for any deviation from their ideals. They've shared their ideal openly, so now they feel obligated to live up to that at all times. So they begin attempts at controlling themselves to prevent falling short. They may be methodical and punctual, but also irritable and tense, and are likely to take on workaholic tendencies. Now, at our higher level of average, at level four, ones fear that others are indifferent to their principles, and as a response, they seek to convince others that they have the right point of view. So they become serious and focus their attention on pointing out where things are wrong and attempting to convince others of their point of view. They can become idealistic, focusing on improving everything. And they may take on the role of crusader, or advocate, or critic, explaining to others how things should be different than they are. So now we get into the higher levels of health for our type 1s. This is where we get to as we continue our work and inch closer to presence. And that's levels 3 to 1. Level 3 being the level of social value and 1 being the level of liberation. At level 3, ones choose to walk their talk and live their lives in line with their conscious and ideals. They are highly ethical and self-disciplined and possess a strong sense of purpose and conviction. They're truthful and articulate. They teach by example, putting aside their personal desires for the greater good. Now at this level, ones are principled, fair, objective, and ethical with truth and justice as their primary values. Now at level two, ones are conscientious with an intense sense of right and wrong, as well as personal, religious, and moral values. They seek to be rational, rational, reasonable, self-disciplined, mature, and moderate in all things. And then in, at level one, the level of liberation, ones let go of the belief that they are in a position to judge anything objectively and are able to approach life without emotionally reacting to it. They also paradoxically achieve their basic desire to have integrity and to be good. By accepting what is, they become transcendentally realistic, knowing that the best action to take in each moment. Ones at this level are humane, inspiring, and hopeful. Okay, so now for our call to action for our type ones on their journey to acceptance, I challenge you to journal from the other person's perspective. Whoever it is that you're struggling to understand why they aren't living up to your ideals, take a few moments and journal as if you are them. Consider their reasoning, their pain point, and this can open you up to perspectives from a place of internalized empathy. Practicing this long term makes it easier to accept the differing approaches and opinions that we encounter over time. And today's food for thought is from Carl Jung. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. If you enjoyed today's episode and have a few minutes, can leave a rating review in iTunes. It would mean the world to me. <laughs> and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.